Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. How do you try the spirits to see whether they are of God? John told us in his epistle, many false prophets are entered into the world. Doctrines there are seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. How do you know with so many different doctrines out there, so many different denominations, what is the truth? There is a litmus test to the truth to find if the spirit is of God or not. It's given to us in 1 John 4. Reading from the Word of God, it says, chapter 4, verse 1 of 1 John, Beloved, believe not every spirit. Now those are even in the name of Jesus Christ, as Jesus stated. Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, Jesus said, Many will come in my name. Not just some, many will come in my name, saying, I am Christ, anointed, and shall deceive many, not some. So, John is referring to that here. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. How do we do it? Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Here's how you know if it's God or not. This is the basic truth to find out if the Spirit is of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Now, focusing on that, what does it mean? Jesus Christ is come not has come. Many will say in the past tense, the Spirit there, Jesus Christ, has come in the flesh, being the Word made flesh. But that is not the case here. To understand that is come in the flesh, Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, is a present imperfect tense of is come, which is that it has not been perfected and is still in effect. And it is present, presently happening. Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God, is still coming in the flesh. Now, who's the flesh? Well, 2 Corinthians 5, 17-19 tells us that we, the body of Christ, are in Christ's stead. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. That was in the days of his flesh, that God was manifest in the flesh, 1 Timothy 3.16, but that's past tense. That's not what John's referring to here. He's referring to present day truth until the day of the Lord comes and the harpazo, the rapture, that this is how you try the spirits to see whether they are of God. The present trial to find if the spirit is of God or not. Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, must be confessed. Is come, present imperfect tense, and is still in process. Jesus Christ, then, is not the just a flesh, because flesh can't come in flesh. If Jesus Christ was just a man in his glorification, then he couldn't come in the flesh. Because if he's a glorified 
man standing at the right hand of God and Jesus Christ being only a glorified man that has the spirit in him still presently, then flesh would have to come in flesh. The man Christ Jesus would have to come in the flesh. Well, we have to understand that Jesus in the days of his flesh was a man just like an Adam, like us, after the fall. That's stated in Galatians 4 verse 4. That's in the days of his flesh that God was in Christ, past tense. That God was manifest in the flesh, past tense, as in 1 Timothy 3.16. But what about now? Well, now we are the body of Christ, and the body is of Christ. We are in Christ's stead. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Now we, the body of Christ, pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God, has given to us the word of reconciliation. We now, the body of Christ, have the ministry of reconciliation. That's our duty. That's the divine commission that they see our good works and glorify our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, which is in heaven. So how do we try the spirits? How do you know whether they are of God? Well, any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh and is still coming in the flesh, present imperfect tense, very important, not past tense, but present day truth is come in the flesh is of God. What and how can that be? Not just the man Christ Jesus, because the man Christ Jesus that Adam, that last Adam, was made a quickening spirit. That's right. He is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. He's been glorified by the Father's own self, John 17, 5. When we see Galatians 4, 6, God has sent forth the Spirit, capital S, the Holy Ghost, Christ, into our hearts. Jesus Christ into our hearts the Spirit of Jesus Christ into our hearts. That lets us know that Jesus Christ is that Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3.17 states the same truth. The Lord is that Spirit. Jesus Christ is that Spirit of God that quickens us or makes us alive now. If the Spirit dwells in us, that also dwells in Christ Jesus it shall also quicken or make alive our mortal body. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of Jesus, who is the Christ, is not of God, has not God. Well, it's imperative that we understand and confess that Jesus Christ is that Spirit. Not just a man at the right hand of God standing there, that is not kair being a physical right hand. The Greek word dexios is an exaltation that Jesus has been exalted. To what? To the glory of the Father, glorified by the Father's own self. We find that Jesus claimed to be the Father in the Word of God many times in the days of his flesh, even when he had made himself of no reputation to take on the form of a servant, 
to redeem us that were under the law. In John 10, 30, Jesus stated, I and my Father are one. That's not the Greek word hun being in a union, but heis, H-E-I-S, meaning we're one in the self-same spirit. When Jesus stated, you've seen me, you've seen the Father, because he is the Father revealed, the expressed image of his singular person, one person of God, not a trinity. Hebrews verse chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. The express image of his person, only one person of God. There's one body, one spirit, not two, not three, not three persons, only one spirit in whom we're called in one hope of our calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God who is the Father of us all. Above all and in us all. That's the Father, Christ in us, Jesus in us. Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. Not has come. Many make that mistake. Is come. That is, he is still coming in the flesh in the body of Christ and as in 2 Corinthians 5, 19, that we, the body of Christ, are in Christ's stead and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Who is this spirit? Jesus is that spirit. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. The first Adam was made a quickening, a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Adam was made a living soul. He was a son of God, a little S-O-N. We see that in Luke, gospel. But not Jesus. Jesus is the only begotten son of God. John 1.18, no man has seen God at any time. The only begotten son who is in the bosom of the father, he hath declared him. Well, that's monogamous, yours, the only begotten Son. But it's also that God that formed himself a body of flesh and blood. How do we know that? Philippians 2, 6 through 8, Paul tells us that. Jesus, who being in the form of God, spirit, thought it not robbery to be equal with God in all attributes. He's no, not made equal to be equal. No man's equal with God except God himself but made himself of no reputation. That's the work of God in reconciling us to himself by putting a self-imposed limitation upon himself as spirit to add to him, him, the spirit of God, the form of a servant. And that form of a servant made in the likeness of men, being found in fashion as a man, which is God fashioned as a man. Not the Son of God fashioned as a man, but God himself. We see that in the prophets. Look at Isaiah 43.10. You are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord. That's the capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That is the Lord Jehovah, Yahweh. And my servant, whom I have chosen. The denominal church world tells us that's the second person of the Godhead, the servant that God chose, 
has to be a second person of the Godhead. But that's not what God stated. It seems right to the natural mind, but it's not the truth. Just as Isaiah, who recorded in Isaiah 43.10, you are my witnesses, the true witnesses of God, saith the Lord, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, and my servant, whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand what that I am he. The Lord Jehovah God Almighty is that servant. Then he explains, before me there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. There's only one, only begotten God, only begotten Son, the only begotten one used 12 times in the Word of God, the Yaqid, the sole, solitary, unique, divine nature of God expressed in a body of flesh and blood. That's the only begotten Son. That's the only begotten God. That's the only begotten one. That is Jesus Christ. There we find in John 8, 13 through 27, Jesus talked to the Pharisees and they came and asked Jesus, Jesus, you bear record of yourself. Your record is not true. Jesus said, though I bear record of myself, my record is true because I'm not alone. I'm one that bear record of myself and my father that sent me he bears record of me. It's written in your law. The testimony of two men is true. Notice, not one man, but two. But there Jesus is standing as only one man physically in flesh. But yet he states there's two men there. It's written in your law. The testimony of two men is true. He said, I am one that beareth witness of myself that's Jesus standing there in the days of his flesh. And my father that sent me, he beareth witness of me. Well, there was only Jesus standing there. So the Pharisees asked, where is your father? We don't see him. We don't see a physical man standing by you. Why? Because there's not another person in God. There's not three persons in a Godhead. There's not two persons in the Godhead. There's only one. That's what Isaiah stated in Isaiah 43, 10 through 15. He is the Holy One of Israel. There's no such thing as a Holy Trinity. And this is why God is giving judgments in the world for men to come back to the one God to return back to the true God and eternal life. Paul stated that in Acts 20, 29, and may after my departure, grievous wolves shall come in, not sparing the flock, who among you will bring in perverse things, denying the only Lord God. That's exactly what Jude stated in the epistle of Jude. Earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. They didn't preach a trinity. They preached one God, and Jesus is that God manifest in the flesh. Well, he said there were four ordained men ordained to the condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ into lasciviousness, unnatural affection, denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. 
That and there is Kai, meaning even. Even our Lord Jesus Christ, the only Lord God. Peter said the same thing in his epistle in 2 Peter, the second chapter, and went on and said, these are damnable heresies, denying the only Lord God. And John states, this is how you try the spirits to see whether they are of God. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, Christ, is come in the flesh, is of God. Any spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, is not of God, and is that spirit of Antichrist. Look at it again. Reading 1 John 2nd verse, Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. This is how you try the spirits. Not because they say the name of Jesus, not because they have a church or hundreds of thousands of followers. Means absolutely nothing. What does mean in truth is their confession of faith. With the heart they believe, the heart circumcised there in the true witnesses of God, as stated in Isaiah 43.10, you are my witnesses. Thus saith the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know, believe me and understand, I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. See now that I am the Lord thy God, God thy Savior, the Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Isaiah 43.15. That's what God's doing now. Restoring the faith back to the true saints of the living God, the true witnesses of God, to those that have an ear to hear and come out of the false trinity doctrine. Now, we have many, over 1,000 ministers in Africa that in our trips and mission work there from 2012 unto present that have come out of the false trinity doctrine saying the truth and have been set free. They are crying for us to come back again, and we need help in bringing the Jesus-only training centers to the people. The Word of God being revealed through the Holy Ghost that there's only one. There's never been a trinity. Never has been, never will be. It's a damnable heresy. Notice that in verse 3, and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, is not of God, and this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now already it is in the world. Why? Because they do not know that Jesus Christ is the only true God that made himself of no reputation in a self-imposed limitation, Philippians 2, 6, took upon him, the Spirit of God, the form of a servant. Not working as spirit in a self-imposed limitation where he made himself of no reputation, not some, no reputation, to work salvation for us. That's how God sent forth his Son. Galatians 4, verse 4. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his Son. 
How? Made of a woman, made in under the law to redeem us under the law. But after he redeemed us under the law, being our kinsman redeemer, then he took the ordinances of that law that he fulfilled in the days of his flesh. God manifest in that flesh. Then took the ordinances of that law and nailed it to his cross. Thereby breaking down the middle wall of partition that parted God, which is Jesus, his spirit, from Jesus, his own body of flesh, God, working salvation in and of himself alone. That's how we perceive the love of God. 1 John 3.16, hereby perceive you the love of God because he laid down his life for us. God did it. It was God manifest in the flesh. That was in uh, the days of his flesh, past tense. He's already done it. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Jesus stated, while he was in the days of his flesh to his disciples, said, I'll pray the Father, send you another comforter whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. What? Jesus said, I'm with you now. I'm talking to you, but I will be in you, not as flesh. I will not leave you coverless. I will come to you. How will he come? Well, Acts, the first chapter. Wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you've heard of me. It's a promise of the Father. That is in Galatians 4, 6. God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into our hearts whereby we cry, Abba, Father. There's one Spirit there. The Spirit of the Son is the Spirit of the Father. In the days of his flesh, he took on a body of flesh and blood to fulfill the law. God himself did it. After he fulfilled the law, then he broke down that middle wall of partition by taking the ordinances and nailing it to his cross, thereby making peace and one new man. Who is this man? The man is the quickening spirit. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. That first Adam was made a living soul. The last Adam, Jesus Christ, that man, was made a quickening spirit when he was death, burial, and resurrection and then glorified with the Father's own self. Then he came back to us as that spirit, as Christ in us, as the Holy Ghost, as he said he would. That is Jesus Christ. Any spirit that confesses that, that Jesus Christ is that spirit. He is the Father of the Word, and He is the Holy Ghost. He is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. He is that blessed and only potentate, omnipotent, almighty God. 1 Timothy 6.15 and 16. Who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light, which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. That's Jesus Christ. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty God. Revelation 1.8. That's what God's doing now all over the world and the earth, revealing the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things that must shortly come to pass. Sent and signified it by his angel unto John. What is that? That he is God. Not only his person, 
but the work of the ministry also, which we're all called for. So how do we try the spirits to see whether they are of God? Do you think that Jesus is the second person of the Godhead standing at the right hand of God and Lord Jehovah's on the throne, uh, on the throne, <laughs> the throne of God? That Jesus is standing there praying to the Father? That there is a division there still? That God is still in Christ reconciling the world to himself? Then you've gone into past tense. You have not understood what John is stating here. You can't try the spirits because you have made it a past tense. And now put Jesus, glorified man, at the right hand of God, that he's not in that throne of God. He's not glorified by the Father's own self. That he's not the Lord, that he's not Christ, that he's not the Holy Ghost. Acts 2.36 plainly declares the man, Jesus Christ, is the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, that he is Christ, the Holy Ghost. It states there in Acts 2.36, very plainly, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that same Jesus whom you crucified. That's the man, Christ Jesus, on the cross. God hath made him both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, the Holy Ghost. Not a glorified man, but the Spirit itself. Now, 1 John 5, 20. The Son of God is come. There is still coming in the flesh. And the body of Christ is still receiving the Holy Ghost, being led of the Holy Ghost into all truth, into life. 1 John 5, 20. John states it again in his epistle. That is, Jesus Christ is come and given us an understanding of him that is true. And we are in him that is true, even in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the only true God, not son of God. This is the only true God in eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. Well, Jesus Christ is that spirit. He has been made a quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. He is still coming in the flesh, present in perfect tense, as stated in John's epistle, 1 John 4, 1 through 3. That is uh, that he is the father of glory, and he has now revealed the father, the father to us, not speaking anymore in Proverbs, but plainly revealing to us the Father. He said that in John 16. I will no more speak in Proverbs, but I will show you plainly of the Father. And Jesus stated, the time is coming. And that time has come in his glorification. He's glorified for the Father's own self, John 17, 5. He stated right there in the days of his flesh that he is the Father of glory. You can see it in John 8, 24. Whenever the Pharisees asked Jesus, show us your father. Jesus said, if you had known me, you should have known my father also, because he is that father revealed. The expressed image of his singular person. There, Jesus says, you're from beneath, I'm from above, you're of this world, I'm not of this world. Then he goes on and states, 
where I go, you cannot come. This he spake in the treasury. No man laid hands on him because Jesus' hour was not yet come. And Jesus said it, I go my way. Where's he going? He's going to be glorified with the Father's own self. Everything in heaven and all power will be given to him. Matthew 28, 18. Jesus, after his resurrection, stated, all power in heaven and in earth is given to me. That man is that quickening spirit. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. He has all power. Matthew 28, 18. He is both Lord and Christ. God has made him Lord and Christ in his glorification. Acts 2.36. He is that blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent spirit of God. 1 Timothy 6.15 and 16. He is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, and he states very simply there in John 8.24 to the Pharisee, except you believe that I am he, they ask, where is your father? Jesus stated, except you believe that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Now that is as plain as it can be. If we do not believe that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, the spirit of God, the father of glory, the, the Holy Ghost, that God has made him that Lord and made him that Christ, we shall die in our sins, John 8, 24. This they understood not. He spake to them of the Father. They still don't understand it today, but God through his judgment is revealing that truth to those that have an ear to hear. There you that uh, are claiming to be the oneness in the oneness different denominations throughout the world and state that Jesus is a glorified man that is on the right hand of God, but the man is not that spirit, you have divided that truth and do not confess that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. The, not the man. That man is that quickening spirit now, the Holy Ghost. Just as Jesus stated, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. This he spake of the Holy Ghost, which was not yet given. Why not? Because Jesus was not yet glorified. Glorified to what? Glorified to be that quickening spirit, the Holy Ghost, the Christ in us. He is that quickening spirit. We see that. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ, but we have this treasure in earth and vessels. Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. We are that body of Christ. But we have this treasure in earth and vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. For the Lord is that spirit. All the body of Christ in the truth states that Jesus is the Lord, is that spirit, capital S, the Lord God Almighty, the Father of glory. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. That's the perfect law of liberty in Christ Jesus. We all, we all, the body of Christ, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. That's Christ in us. That is what is being revealed now to those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Otherwise, we are an antichrist, as John stated in 1 John 4, 1 through 3. 
Notice that revelation of Christ, Christ is God. 1 Peter 1, verse 10, 11 states that. The Old Testament prophets, Peter stated, search diligently into the grace that you're coming to us, searching what or what manner of time, the spirit of Christ that was in them. Christ is that spirit. When it signified and testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. Christ is that spirit. Christ is that man. It's not Christ Jr. Christ, the spirit, is Christ the man. So therefore, you have that doctrine of Christ. And that is what we at DBM, Dennis Spirit Ministries, are bringing this gospel of Christ to all the world and this revelation of Christ, the foundation of the church. And many, not just hundreds, but thousands are receiving it. Most there are in India and Africa where we have been, and they have taken a hold and, uh, and come out of uh, Mystery Babylon. Mystery Babylon, uh, that states that I am a queen. I am no widow, and I will see no sorrow. She states she's got it all. But the true living God is now revealing the truth that always has been and always will be that Jesus Christ has, is, and always will be God. Not going to be God, but is God. And that is what he is revealing now. That he is the only true God in eternal life. There is not another. Just as Jesus stated, I will no more. Speak in Proverbs. I'll show you plainly of the Father. John 16. He says, I proceeded from the Father. Just like water proceeds from a waterfall into the, the river below. It's the same exact spirit. I proceeded from the Father. Came to the world. Death, burial, and resurrection. And went back to the Father. Not around him. Not beside him. To him. The disciples understood. Said, now we know you know all things, Jesus. In the days of his flesh, in the days of Jesus' flesh, he didn't know all things. He said, no man knows the hour of my coming. Not the angels, nor me, only my Father in heaven. Now, he knows all things. Why? He's glorified by the Father's own self. At time will come, you will no more ask the Father in my name. Jesus said, you will ask in my name, and I say not that I'll pray the Father for you. Why? Because he's glorified by the Father's own self. Because the Father has loved you, because you've loved me, and has given all things to me. He's glorified by the Father's own self with all power in heaven and in earth. That did not leave the Father powerless. Matthew 28, 18. He is the only true God in eternal life. He is the Father of glory, stated as in John 8, 24. Now those that have an ear to hear, there in the oneness denomination saying that Jesus is a man glorified at the right hand of God, but the, not that spirit, the man is not that spirit, but has the spirit still in him is a lie. The man is God and has been glorified by the Father's own self. And that Adam, that last Adam, 1 Corinthians 15, 45, that last Adam, Jesus Christ, that man, has been made a quickening spirit. He is the Lord God Almighty, the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the Father of glory. That's who's in us, the Father, the Spirit of His Son. That's what's come in the flesh. 
and is still coming in the flesh according to the epistle of John, 1 John 4. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, is come of the flesh is of God. Any spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, the Father of glory, is come of the flesh, is not of God, and is that spirit of Antichrist, which is already in the world. We are told to keep ourselves from idols. God's doing it now. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. And it's being revealed now to those that have an ear to hear. It's not the, the Trinity doctrine. Is not correct. The two-ness doctrine, where there's two, a binary. There's the Lord said unto my Lord, being two separate persons, is a lie. And the oneness doctrine saying that Jesus the man is not God, but has God in him. And standing at the right hand of God is a lie. And the truth is stated in 1 John 4, verse 1 through 3. They do not confess that Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God, the Father of glory, the Holy Ghost, is come, still coming, in the flesh. Not has come. Many make that mistake. Those that want the truth and have the leading of the Holy Ghost, know it's the truth, will follow that true statement, that true revelation, that true God and eternal life, Jesus Christ. Well, if the Holy Ghost is born with us with your spirit, contact us so we can work together. I'll wait to hear from you. Now we pray for every man, for God to perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord in both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold the real Jesus.